The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Welcome to 1002 with your host, Mike Baker, an opportunity to pray for the harvest and receive a nugget of truth from God's word. You ever notice it's the little things that we get in trouble for or the retaliation? Any of you who played sports know what I'm talking about. You got shoved or kicked or smacked and you retaliate and you get caught. Get the foul, get the flag, get the yellow card. Or maybe you're a sibling and your older siblings got away with something, but then you try it and of course you're the one that gets caught. Well, you know, even the characters of the Bible are not exempt from that. In Numbers chapter 20, once again, the people are complaining about water, about the lack of water. The journey is coming close to an end. They've been in the desert a long time. And honestly, Moses and Aaron were tired. And Moses was told to speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. And the Lord said, I will give you drink. But Moses didn't do that. In Numbers 20, verse 10, it says, Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, Hear now, you rebels. Shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hands and struck the rock with his staff twice. And water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank and their livestock. And what we see, this brief, brief verse, is that Moses finally lost his temper. He had enough. He was angry at the people. He, he called them rebels. He was frustrated. And in that moment of frustration, that moment of anger, he disobeyed. Instead of talking to the rock, he hit it. In fact, he hit it twice. He didn't obey God. And because of that, Moses never got to actually enter the promised land. Now, God showed it to him from afar, but he didn't get to go there. He didn't get to touch it, taste it, feel it. And it just is a reminder that as believers, as Christians, we are an example. And other people are watching us. I'm not saying you can't make a mistake. I'm not saying you won't make a mistake. Of course, you're going to make a mistake. You're a sinner. You're not perfect. But we have to always remember to be obedient. We have to always remember that we generally are going to slip up in the little things, in those little moments. We have to remember that we are supposed to be the example of obedience. That's why it's so important for us as believers to have accountability. To have people in our lives to step in and go, hey, you just hit the rock instead of speaking to the rock. Hey, what's going on? You don't seem like yourself. Hey, what's going on? You you seem a little off. You're A-game. What's going on? Again, I'm not talking about we don't need to be perfect. We can't be perfect. But we do need to be obedient. And we let things like anger and frustration and bitterness take over. We're going to make mistakes. And that's when the world will pounce. And that's when people will pounce. And so our lives become 
an example to all. And in this case, Moses' life was an example to all. And the leader of Israel, the man who, to our knowledge, had not disobeyed God up until this point as far as leading the people. Now, we know he committed murder earlier and had disobeyed. Makes one mistake, and it seems like, wow, his punishment is so unfair. Man, sometimes one mistake can leave life-altering consequences for people. So I encourage you to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. I encourage you to listen to the words of God. I encourage you to place people around you that you trust, that you love, that you appreciate, that you do life with, that will hold you accountable. Because there's going to come a day where we're all going to hit the rock instead of speaking to it. And for some of us, those consequences may be greater than others. For Moses, he didn't lose his life, but he lost out on the promise. For you and I, I don't know what will happen. But I encourage you, encourage you to be obedient in all situations. Hey, today I just want to take a special second, a special moment, and just ask for prayer for our brothers and sisters in West Africa. Earlier this week, our dear friend Burl Forrester, the missionary who served over there, some of you listening to this might even know him. He served in West Africa for almost 21 years, headed over at 60 years old, and he finished his race. God called him home. He was down, down in a remote area, spreading the gospel where the church was not yet. And he was done. He did what he was supposed to do. And he's with Jesus. He's fully restored. He's in no pain. And he finished his race. But behind him, he is left so many people that have been touched, so many lives that have been affected in marvelous ways, but also so many people that are lost and hurting and broken, specifically the church in West Africa. They've lost their father. They've lost their leader. They lost the missionary that they looked to for advice. They lost the one who brought so many of us over to West Africa to serve and show us the world of missions, myself and my wife included. And they're hurting right now and they're broken. And so I just, I realize you don't know any of them, most of you, and you don't know their names, but just pray for the churches in Gambia, Guinea-Bissau, Guinea-Conakry, Senegal, just pray. That even though a worker was lost, a worker was called home, that the work will go on. Pray against the temptation of lifting Burl up to be an idol, but pray that we can celebrate and honor his work by continuing the work of the kingdom and the work of the gospel, because that's what Burl would have wanted. That we can continue to make disciples and plant new churches where the church is not yet in the regions of West Africa. Just asking that you would just join with me in praying for these leaders as they move forward in the days ahead. 
in a new season where the world has been turned upside down. And some of them are going to have to step up into this example, just like Moses and Aaron were in. And pray that they can be the leaders that God knows and has created them to be. Lord, we thank you for Burl's life. We thank you for what he meant to so many of us. We thank you for people that are listening and never heard of him, but maybe we'll even be impacted by his mission and his journey. And right now we just pray for the leaders in West Africa. They're not an unreached people group, but they were an unreached people group. And thanks to your work through Forrester, hundreds of them now know Christ. And they're going out and they're discipling and they're planting churches. People are coming to the Lord. People are walking away from animism. People are walking away from their Muslim faith and the church is growing. And Lord, help that work to continue. Strengthen these church leaders, strengthen these brothers and sisters that we all have in Christ, no matter where we live, whether we know them or not, they're still our brothers and sisters. And let them know in the days ahead that you are still God. And you've already won. And you're still on the throne. And nothing will ever thwart that. Hallelujah.